welcome to episode 59 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Heather. I'm Sharla. And I'm Sarah. And we told you last week, but we are all in Florida right now as you're listening to this. So we're actually pre-recording. Um, hopefully it's nice and warm where we are and we're enjoying uh, some great food and sunshine and all of that. Um, so, but because we or, are- or, or, sit, or sitting in conference room, whatever, you know, it's fine. <laughs> maybe there's a window in your conference room that you can look out on. <laughs> That's maybe the worst part it. about business travel is that you go to these yeah. beautiful places, but you do zero things. Things. Yeah, maybe they'll move you outside to the beach. Yeah, that'll happen, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you are, it is a cruise conference, correct? So do you get to tour some cruise ships at least? Uh, so yes, that is, that is part of it. Yep. Okay, well, at least then you can pretend you're on vacation. Sure. And we'll, we'll have like an umbrella drink for you. There you go. By the pool. (laughs) (laughs) But because we are pre-recording, there's really no news that came out in the last day, um, except for one piece. And I'm really excited about this because I'm located out in California, but uh, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure announced that they are bringing back their Festival of the Holidays again this year. I mean, we knew that they would, but now, you know, now they've announced the details of it and there, there's actually uh, a couple of new bits of entertainment. So they're doing a Mickey's Happy Holidays, which is a big character celebration. So twice a day, they have like, a, it's like a big party um, with Mickey and all of his friends and all the uh, Pixar characters. And it's kind of like a dance party where, um, you know, there's a ton of music and then guests are invited to dance along with them. Um, and then they have the holiday toy drummers, which I think is a lot of fun. So that's over in Paradise Gardens Park, which is uh, where the the Paradise Gardens Grill and the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta quick service restaurants are. Um, And then also new this year, they have Holiday Sunset Concerts, which is also at California Adventure. And it's basically just local cover bands. So they have like a swing band, they have a pop band. Uh, But what I love about that, it's kind of like Disneyland back in the day when they used to have live music in the parks on Friday and Saturday night, right? Like that's where No Doubt got discovered. And, you know, back in the 50s, they would have date nights. So local bands has always kind of been a a thing at Disneyland. And I love that they're bringing that back for the holidays. And then they have all the stuff that they've always had. So we talked about last week, the Festival of the Holidays at Epcot, which is, you know, food centered. Here it is music centered. So they have, um, you know, a... Uh, Viva Navidad festival that highlights all of how uh, Hispanic and Mexican culture celebrates Christmas. They also have the mariachi divas come and play some holiday music. uh, And they're really fantastic. I think they've actually won a couple Grammys. Um, But then they also have the toy soldiers that come and dance and they have drummer like, you know, toy drummers, toy soldier drummers. So those are always fun to watch because they march in their little formations. And then um, they have, uh, I think they're called the sound. They celebrate the music of Christmas and Kwanzaa. And then he's <laughs> telling, oh, oh, before we get to my favorite part, they have um, a Diwali celebration, which is, where do you ever see that? It's so much fun. If you don't know about Diwali. Diwali. They have a just whole last week. Yeah, and so uh, California Adventure does a whole Diwali celebration, and they bring out Indian folk dances and um, some Bollywood music. Like, it's just, I love that they do that. So you're learning about cultures that you may not otherwise. Um, And then (laughs) my favorite is they have a band called Mostly Kosher, and it's all (laughs) – I love these this band so much, so much. It's the music and spirit of Hanukkah. And so they have, you know, they do jazz and rock and roll, but also, what is it, klezmer music? Is that how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Oh, but they're they're so funny, and they're so much fun, and they have, like, they're they're – not stereotypical, but a little stereotypical, and they have a lot of fun with themselves, and it's just, they're great musicians, so that's the Festival of the Holidays out here, Um, and this year it's going to run from November 8th through January 6th, so a ton of time to to go ahead and and see all that. I I feel like I need to go. I know, I want to go. Okay, come and visit. (laughs) Okay, but one of these years, I really want to go to the Lunar New Year Festival that they have at Disneyland because we celebrate that in my house and I, it's one of my favorite holidays and I really want to go someday, so. I go to that every year because noodles. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the news and 
This week's topic uh, is something that quite a few of you have actually written into us about, and I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet because we all went together, but this week we're going to be discussing Disneyland Paris. It seems a lot more people are looking to go there now, which is great, branching out, trying the Disney parks around the world, and so we thought we would do a podcast on planning your trip to Disneyland Paris, what you should know ahead of time, how long you should stay, all about the hotels and the parks. So, we all went together, gosh, was that a year and a half ago now? Yeah. Yes. It was, in, it was wow. in, yeah, what, May of 2018, right? Yeah. Well, I, obviously, we need to go back. <laughs> Way too long. Way too long. <laughs> so, what do you think is the most important part when you start planning your trip before you've even got left home how long should you go for how do you decide where to stay how do you decide when to go well most people when they go to Disneyland Paris combine it with another part of their trip like our part of Europe or part of a cruise part of visiting Paris proper um, something like that. So I would definitely strongly consider spending more time in Europe than just Disneyland Paris. Um, there's so much to see and do over there. And sometimes it's hard to even fit Disneyland Paris in because there's so much history and culture and beauty in all of Europe. Um, so just think about where you want to be in Europe in relation to Disneyland Paris. I think that's your first, um, the first thing you should do. Yeah. In our case, it was, we were going to Paris and then Disneyland Paris. And it's a bit blurry by this point, but I think we did four, four nights in each. Right. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. we all agreed, I think at the end of it, that we wished that we had done more time in Paris and, and less time in Disneyland Paris. And it isn't that we didn't love Disneyland Paris. We did. We loved it. But, oh, man, did we love Paris. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. If you're going to to France and you're only doing Disneyland Paris and not the city proper, you are doing something wrong in life. Because, oh, my gosh, I, to this day, at least once a week, I'm trying to convince Justin to just move to Paris. I would move there tomorrow and be super happy. So the parks are amazing and they're beautiful and they're they're filled with Disney magic. But they do not compare to the city of Paris for sure. Yeah. yeah. And there are only two parks. So it's, you know, it's similar in size, if not a bit smaller, actually, I think than, than Disneyland and Disney California adventure. So yeah. mm-hmm. you don't need, you know, a, a large amount of time to see everything. I don't feel. I would right. say, I think we, like you said, we did the four days in the parks there. I would say three max is mm-hmm. really what we what you need anything more than that and you're kind of just like okay now what like Sarah said we left going "Mm, I wish we would have done another day in Paris because there was so much that we left on the table there that we didn't get to see that we all said okay next time and then we went to Disneyland and we had kind of done everything two or three times except for Phantom Manor which of course was closed while we were there and I'm still upset about that yes and the (laughs) and the um crush roller coaster yes that was close too yep those are the two two big things we didn't get to do but well the first time I went to Disneyland Paris um I did ride the crushes coaster one time because it was open like the first day of our trip or maybe the first and second day and then for some reason it was under refurbishment (laughs) the rest of our time (laughs) so it's been so long since I've done that too and it it's a lot of fun I'm sure it's back open by now but probably when I go again it will be closed again because that's just (laughs) it's basically it's a it's a basically a mouse style coaster in the dark so it's a dark it's a dark ride mouse style coaster yeah it's really fun it's really really fun (sighs) okay so so when are we going back immediately (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of we went in may late may right late may because yeah. yep. i feel late like it, i flew back on on memorial day so we went right. mid to late may um and i really loved that time of year it was, it was weather was gorgeous it wasn't yeah. overly humid you know you got you, we didn't need jackets at night um and there i think it did it only it only rained one day mm-hmm. yeah it, it poured when we were in paris one night um, but I think that was it. I, the, I remember the weather being glorious and the crowds until we ran into the bank holiday. The first few days that we were in Disneyland Paris, it was fantastic. 
fantastic. And then that weekend, it turned out, was a bank holiday, but, but that was okay because by then, that was we had we done had everything done. we needed to see. So it was fine. Right. Uh, and but I, that I think- is an important thing to consider when you're going to other countries is check out what the local holidays are um, and what the local school breaks are because they are they may be different than what you're used to here. And this particular bank holiday kind of lined up with our Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. So the crowds or the the crowds started to really build on that Friday, which they would anywhere back here. So it was almost like, oh, look, like it was kind of expected. But then, like you said, at that point, we had already done everything. And we're like, all right, fine. No big deal. Yeah. I do remember looking around by at like five o'clock on Friday as we were leaving the park going like, okay, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, comes all the people. <laughs> we were walking on every single ride two or three times and then all of a sudden it was like hours wait for everything. And we're going, wait a minute, where did you all come from? Yes. Um, sorry, go ahead, Charla. Oh, I was, I was just going to say the, one of the biggest rides that was the one of the newest attractions there was the ratatouille ride and i was thinking how we walked we walked on it and we got a fast pass and we did like three times in a row right at the Mm -hmm. first like the first or second day and then we couldn't get on it again um i think the rest of the time because it was so crowded yeah yeah i loved that ride though i know oh i love that well it's coming to epcot so Um, so also something to think about weather wise is people, I don't, I don't know why, but I tend to hear from people, they think of Paris or Italy or other places in Europe as always sunny and warm. And that is not always the case. They're actually very close to on longitude to New York. So if New York is cold and snowy, there's a good chance that Paris is going to be cold and snowy. And while it does not snow as much there or as often as New York City, it has snowed in Paris before. There are plenty of pictures of Disneyland Paris covered in snow. So you can kind of use that as a gauge weather-wise as to where you'll be. Um, But there's something to be said about going in the winter when most people don't want to go. It's probably way emptier. Yeah. 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 And they have some really beautiful... Uh, holiday decorations over there too so okay so we're, I, I mean we have a month we can go you want to <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah. so what we'll do is we'll go to epcot for the festival of the holidays for a couple days and then we'll fly from orlando to paris and do disneyland paris for the and holidays then, that's a plan and then fly from paris back to um california because then we have to do the disneyland um, of course christmas stuff so yep. yes yep. all right and then we might as well just keep going west and go to Tokyo and Shanghai. And- <laughs> My last park. I have to get there. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. You heard it here for, first, folks. That's a, we're going to be gone for two months. So when we disappear and our families are like, where did they go? It's like, hey, we, we warned you. We Somebody warned just you. let them know because they don't I always, I've always said that um, if I win the lottery, I'm going to um, charter a jet and go to all the Disney parks around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't play the lottery, so it's going to be hard to win. But if I do, you can't win if you don't play, yeah. I'm going to need you to hurry up. I have eight years left on my China visa, so okay. let's go. Well, if, I tell you, if I don't win before that, we can get you another China All visa. Right. Well, that's so. true because you've won the lottery, so now you yeah. can pay for it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's my grand plan for when I win. I like so. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to sidetrack everybody right now, and you can cut this out if you want to, but do you remember when we were at Disneyland and we played the game, like, what would you do if you won the lottery? And Charlotte went first and told us her brilliant plan, and all of us were like, oh my god, that sounds amazing. And then me and Sarah are like, so I would give money to this dog rescue, and then I would do this, and Charlotte's like, oh, great. You right, me yeah, I literally selfish. was like, I would start a foundation to whatever, and Charlotte's like, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, yes, of course I would do that sort of thing. However, I'm just saying... You didn't tell me we had to be nice about it. <laughs> we don't have to be nice. We, we chose to we be nice. We wanted to rescue the animals. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry, so, everybody. I'm sorry. That was just, I had to. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about where to stay. Well, we, um, first, should we talk about getting there? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. So how do we get there from from Paris or maybe Charles de Gaulle Airport? Maybe you're not starting your trip in the city. Uh, It's actually really easy. So we were in Paris first and we took the train. Yes. Taking the train. (laughs) Taking the train is the absolute easiest way, either from Charles de Gaulle Airport 
or from Paris proper, you get on the train. It's very well marked. Um, it's actually the last stop or the first stop on the TGV, but it's very well marked. It's in English, so it's easy to understand. And you just go there, and the train station is literally steps from downtown Disney and the Disney parks. Yeah, it's it dumps, very, it very dumps simple. you into Disney Village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people are intimidated. They've never been to Paris before. Maybe they don't speak French. They don't know. We're just get, and then they think, well, we'll just hire a car service, which you absolutely can do, but it's going to be a lot more money. Um, and the train was the easiest thing. I think we, we picked it up right in the city center, right out front from our hotel in Paris. We brought, we stopped at the uh, bakery for, First, picked ourselves up some sandwiches. Oh my god, they were so good. I just I picture them in my head all the time. But you too. honestly, 45 minutes later, and we were in Disney, you know, yeah. Disney Village, which is you downtown. could not tell us we were not locals. Like we were just sitting on the train and eating our baguettes and you know, <laughs> we had our little loving life and yeah, we had oh. our drinks and you just you could not tell us we were not Parisian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the Parisians um, probably could, but we, oh, thought no. we yeah. were <laughs> they knew yeah. we were American. <laughs> so there are a couple of um things about having the train that you might want to consider, such as if you have a lot of luggage or if you have wine in your luggage, which we did, not to drink, but to bring home, we had to go a different way. We had to take the bus around because we couldn't go through security with the wine. So uh, like uh, like Sarah said, or Charlotte said, it literally dumps you right into the Disney Village. Much like the Disney parks here, you do have to go through security because right. now it is one big area. So you're coming off the train station with all of your luggage, you're going through Disney security for the day. So for what day guests would go through. So they won't let you through with like the wine opener, right? Is that what they stopped you for? I think it was the wine, the, wine the actual wine. wine. Mm, because remember wine. we brought, we bought wine in Paris to bring home. And oh, yeah, I, was I, was actual... not, I was not going to let go of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so but that was, that was easy. I mean, easy enough. You can see that they do this a lot because, um, they just told us to go to the bus. And so we got on the bus to a, go to New, Newport Bay. We took, we took a taxi. We took a taxi. There, okay. There is a shuttle though, that goes from the train station to Newport Bay, I believe. But I remember we did take a taxi now. Yeah, no. yeah. We took a taxi. Yeah. I think it took like three minutes and it was yeah. Like yeah. five euros if that. Yeah. Um, so you can walk, but if you don't want to let go of anything in your luggage or you don't want to drag your luggage, literally right outside the gate or the doors of the train station. There you go. There's the taxi. And yeah. it'll it'll kind of loop you around and take you a long way and put you in the front of your resort, which was nice. Yeah, that um, was nice. And then uh, if you don't want to take a train, if you're coming from Charles de Gaulle Airport, Disney offers a shuttle service. So it's kind of like the Disneyland Express or the Magical Express in Florida, uh, but you do have to pay for it. Um, and it, it's a 30 minute drive each way. I want to say when we were there, it was 23 euros a person. It may have gone up a little bit now. Right. Um, you can include it in your package when you're booking your Disneyland resort stay, or you just pay for it when you arrive. So we, uh, on our at the end of our trip we were going immediately back to the airport so we stopped in the lobby at the concierge they gave us a schedule of the for the bus it's also posted right out front there's a giant sign with the time uh times that it comes um and as we boarded the bus we paid the driver our our euros and boarded right on and i want to say 25 30 minutes later we were right at the airport yeah um because we had to get to the airport so early there are some limits on when the train will go. So you just want to keep that in mind when you plan your trip. Yeah, there I think back. that was why yeah. I think we, we had thought about taking the train, but it wasn't running early enough to get us there for our early mm -hmm. flights and to check in three hours in advance for an international flight. So yes, yeah. exactly. So, but either way, there are tons of options for you to get from the parks to where you need to go in Paris or at the airport. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to be intimidated. It's super, super easy, and and people are very nice too. I know Parisians. However, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I do just want to admit to this: um, you do need to be careful and use common sense 
um, more, it turns out, than we were using. <laughs> at the train station <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, because we almost got hustled in the train station trying to buy our our metro cards the first time. Um, yeah, so you do need to be careful. And the best advice I can give you is go to a window. Talk to somebody who is behind the glass. Uh, we had a person, we were at a kiosk and trying to figure it out ourselves. And we had somebody came, come over and he was wearing sort of a uniform and had sort of a, a, a like a card and he was supposedly trying to help us. And then security came over and chased him away. And they were like, no, 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 no. He doesn't work here. He's trying to scam you. You need to go here. Um, and luckily we had sort of hesitated cause he was like, Oh, just give me, just give me your money. Just give me your money. And luckily we had sort of hesitated about that. And that mm -hmm. gave security time to come over and sort of scoot him away. Um, so you do need to be careful and uh, when in doubt, make sure that you're talking to somebody official and they'll yeah. be more than happy to help you. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause I remember, like, I remembered that and I remembered thinking at the time, Oh, he's wearing a uniform. Cool. Right. And then it just, the more it went on, I was like, mm, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit odd, but you know, we've seen that in the States that somebody wearing a uniform will help you with the kiosks. <laughs> I see that um, at different places all the time and just be careful, be aware of your surroundings and, we felt safe, but you know, it was a little bit yeah, scary to think. We didn't feel yeah. threatened, but right? we certainly could have been out some money pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and then we were all like, well, we should have known better than that. And, yeah. but we did hesitate. And then she was like, no, don't, don't give him your money. And we we're like, yeah. okay, problem. Hey, even Rick, Steve, even Rick Steves got pickpocketed in Paris recently. So I don't feel so bad. I love Rick Steves <laughs> so much. I, I do him. too, but I if, he, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody. I know because he travels every day of the year. Yeah, <sighs> and, that's, and that's scary. Yeah, if he's gonna, if it happens to him, yeah. So just be aware of your surroundings so anywhere you go, um, and then you'll be fine. But talk, yeah, definitely. When in doubt, ask somebody. They almost always speak English, and if they don't, they will find somebody who does, and just they they can help you out. Okay, now you've gotten to the Disneyland Resort. Where are you going to stay? I think um, there are so many different hotels there and hotel categories, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, we stayed at the Newport Bay Club, which is very, 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 very similar to Yacht and Beach Club. Disarmingly mm -hmm. um, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy similar. Um, inside, it hasn't been or I guess it had just went through a refurb. So inside it looks a little bit different, uh, but the outside, like you pull up and you go, oh, where am I? And then the Disneyland hotel looks very close to the Grand Floridian. So it's, and then there's the Sequoia Lodge, which looks like the Wilderness Lodge. So it's familiar, which is really nice. Um, but I think there are important differences to what we are used to as Americans. So, um, the level of the hotel will dictate not only how close it is to the theme parks, what amenities you have, whether you have things like air conditioning, which is important in France in the summer. Um, so I think um, I know a lot of people that are looking to go and they think, well, we're just going to we don't want to spend too much money on a hotel room. We're going to stay at the value resorts. And they're thinking of things like Pop Century and um and the all-stars, but that's not the case. Not so, the same thing. <laughs> so they have the, the Davy Crockett Ranch, which looks adorable and it's really cute, but there are no shuttle buses to the theme parks. It's a, you know, a 20 something minute walk to the parks. You would either have to walk or you have to take a cab. Uh, it also has no air conditioning. And those are things that we just take for granted that all Disney resorts have. And that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. Like our hotel was considered a moderate resort right mm -hmm. uh for them and then and the rooms were about if not a little smaller i would think actually than the disney the walt disney world moderate resorts yeah they like were our tiny. room was pretty basic um it was closer i would say in size and in amenities to like a pop century than it was to something that you would typically think of as a moderate resort at walt disney world so the categories can be a little misleading <laughs> i mm -hmm. would say subtract one with the exception of the Disneyland Hotel, sort of subtract one, you know, so if, if, if it's, if you're thinking it's a moderate resort in Disneyland Paris, it's actually probably closer to a value resort in Walt Absolutely. Disney World, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. 
and something to, to really think of too, and this is Europe everywhere, not just the Disney hotels, but European hotel rooms are way smaller than what we're used to here. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you go to New York City and you think you have a small hotel room, the ones in Europe are going to be a lot tinier. Um, so there's not a lot of hotels that will have accommodations for four or five guests most of them are meant for two guests so you really you have to plan that out and you have to think ahead and reserve your room if you're a family of five you might have to get two rooms if you're a party of four they may not have any more uh inventory left for a party of four so it's just something to be aware of yeah right and i really liked our hotel it was a long it was a longish walk mm -hmm. um to the parks um next time i really want to stay at the disneyland hotel i really do Oh, me too. So um, just outside the Disney Village, there is a big lake. Think, you know, maybe Crescent Lake by the Epcot Resorts. Um, And in the summer, I think that they have boats that will take you back and forth, like the Friendship Boats. But they were not running. There weren't even any in the water when we were there. Um, So I'm not sure if that's something that they still do. But around this lake, there are three hotels. So the furthest at the very other end of the lake from Disney Village is the Newport Bay Club, which is where we stayed. Um, And then if you start kind of walking counterclockwise around it, you'll come to the Sequoia Lodge, which is actually, um, that's a step below. uh, If you, according to Disney, that's a step below the Newport Bay Club. But we went into the lobby and it was nice. And then you continue around again clockwise. And at the top of the lake is Disney's Hotel New York, um, which is currently closed, but will be opening next summer, summer of 2020 sometime, themed after the Avengers and Marvel. Um, And so those are going to be um, the three more moderate hotels that are going to be close enough to the the parks that you can walk. They do offer shuttle buses, but I think it was just easier to walk, right? Yeah, Yeah. we always walked. I want to say it was like a 15 minute walk or something and and ours was the furthest. And you have to walk through Disney Village. So you get, so you walk past the hotels and then you go into Disney Village and you walk all the way through Disney Village and then you get to the parks. So Yes. And then of course the Grand Dame, the hotel of Disneyland Paris is the Disneyland Paris Hotel. And you cannot, I don't think it's possible to be closer to a theme park than this hotel it sits on top of it the is gates. the entrance <laughs> like you actually yeah. have to physically walk underneath the hotel to get into the theme park so I mean that's the dream right like everybody yeah. wants to stay there <laughs> yeah maybe the only one that I'm thinking of that may be actually closer is Miracosta at Tokyo Disney Sea because it's right there too so I don't know it's so close though the, yeah uh, so close so- this obviously it I mentioned it looked before like the the Grand Floridian it's themed after the you know turn of the the 20th century so 1800s into 1900s but there was something about it that made it feel very 90s and I don't know what yeah. it was it, right it, it, we, we kept saying that like it feels dated which it's supposed to it's supposed but to. not that kind of dated like yeah. I don't yeah. feel that the Grand Floridian feels dated and it's no. going for that same time period right yeah um, yeah, I, I don't know why we thought that. It doesn't make sense logically, but we, we all kind of felt like it, it felt it did, a little yeah. bit dated. Yeah. It felt like a 90s version of a sort of turn Victorian, of the century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean it wasn't gorgeous because it was. And oh my goodness, one day I want to be rich enough to afford one of the castle club rooms. I just had a client stay there. I just had a client stay there. They raved Oh, and I she know. and she listens actually. So yes, Susan, I'm talking about you. Um, and they <laughs> loved it. They love. And she actually offered to come on the podcast and talk about it. So if we ever want, if anybody ever wants that information, I'm sure she'd be happy to come on and tell us all about it. Because um, they, she absolutely loved it. The Castle Club is the Disneyland Paris hotel version of a concierge lounge, but you basically you're your room looks into the park. So you can watch your, you're on main street basically. And I just more than Mm -hmm. anything in the world, I want to stay in one of those rooms. Yeah. Um, The one thing I remember about our hotel is it was hot. Even with the air conditioning, I was sweltering. It it was too too warm. The the European version of air conditioning, this is important to know because we did not know this ahead of time. (laughs) It's, it's not what Americans think of as air conditioning. Like, it's it's a completely different system. It's the the way the system works is completely different, and it's not um, it's never going to go below like 
low 70s if in your room if that like there is no (laughs) there is no you know typically heather or i walk into a hotel room and immediately start hitting the button on the wall for like 68 yeah i needed to be like 65 68 like as low as you can get me that didn't happen um what i did like is that they had um fancy coffee vending machines like we have ice machines and soda machines they had fancy coffee vending machines and i was so excited i couldn't get it to work i didn't know how to make it work i think you have to get like a like a um like a card you know what I mean like a dispenser card type of thing where you load up your money and then go tap it and I didn't have one of those but it made me so happy that I could just stumble out of my room in my pajamas and go get myself a latte or a cappuccino um which just I love that speaks volumes about the European culture is that we don't need your soda we just want our espresso right (laughs) and speaking of that uh, I think it's important to note that the Disney hotels no longer include breakfast in their rate. Uh, if you've ever been to Europe, you know, nine times out of 10, your hotel rate always includes a breakfast and it's usually like a, a nice, either a little continental breakfast or a really big buffet. Like I had one in Rome where I could have just sat there for hours. I mean, mimosas, never ending mimosas coming out and it was just included in your rate. Um, and a couple of years back, Disney stopped doing that. So you no longer have breakfast included. If you would like daily breakfast, you can, when you're booking your package, choose to have that added on. Um, But unless you do that and you pay for it, it's no longer included in your rate. Um, And I'm just going to say I recommend that you do it. It sounds crazy. Oh, I'll just get something in the parks. There are no breakfasts in the parks unless you're booking yourself a character meal. And you have to do that super in advance because we tried to we walk had a terrible in. time finding breakfast in the parks yeah literally there's i want to say one quick service in each park that had breakfast and it is the same it is a croissant an orange juice and either a coffee or tea you and that's it that's it and the first day that's great because you're in france and you want a croissant but by day five you're all i want is some bacon and eggs so <laughs> or an avocado in oh you wanted with avocado oh yeah <laughs> there's yeah. no avocado in france people they don't have it no avocado for two weeks i could not find myself an avocado and i was going insane so <laughs> I'm not, no, I, I was so desperate for avocado that justin showed up at lax and picked me up with guacamole and said here and i sat in traffic <laughs> on my home eating guacamole and chips um so I very seriously consider including breakfast in your rate because there there are not a lot of options in the parks at yeah. all. And Disneyland Paris does have um, dining plans, not not exactly how we know them in Walt Disney World. They're they're called either a half board or a full board, um, and you can add those to your to your package as well. And so a half board is like the breakfast and then one other meal, and then full board I think is three meals. And you know it's mm-hmm. I I don't. I don't know them intricately, you know, but they are an option as well. They have yeah. two levels, plus and premium. Um, and the different, the half board is still going to include the same amount of meals, full board, same amount of meals. The difference between the plus and the premium is the premium includes more restaurants. So if you're going to get a meal plan, get the premium because it includes every restaurant there as opposed to just a handful of them. So it's just going to allow you to be more flexible. And then there's also breakfast daily included so your hotel at your breakfast um the dinner shows buffalo bills wild west which we did not see but that's like the thing at disney very Paris. popular yeah like everybody loves i feel it. like it's got to be something similar to hoop de doo like everybody loves that show so that's included in the premium and then the character meals are included in that as well yeah um, and I, I think unlike the disney world's meal plan that doesn't really save you money but it just it lets you prepay your meals so mm-hmm. you're not worried about anything when you're there which I don't know I'm on vacation I don't want to worry about it anyway so to me that's kind of a bonus and they do period periodically offer free half board dining so that's a fairly common discount that you'll see for Disneyland Paris is free half I just had a client I just had clients book yesterday and they have the free half board or free half board plus not the premium Um, and so that's you know they got X amount percent off their room rate plus the half board plan, which is great because now they have breakfast and either a lunch or dinner credit. Yeah. Everybody's coming for. <laughs> like Sarah, Sarah said earlier, there's two parks. There's Disneyland and then there's Disney Studios. Not to be confused with Hollywood Studios or the actual 
Disney studio where they make movies. It's just Disney Studios. Yeah. Yep. And they're right next door to each other. I mean, I think it was like a three-minute walk. So it's very similar to Disneyland in California where, Mm -hmm. you know, look here, there's one. Look here, here. You know, there's the entrance to the other, which was nice. Yeah. It's not quite as... Uh, it's interesting because they're not quite as sort of directly across from each other because of the hotel. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you do have to walk out of Disneyland and then you walk a little bit and then you sort of take like a hard left, Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then there it is, you know, um, and I want to call it Hollywood studios. It's not Hollywood studios. It's (laughs) Disney studios, but it is Hollywood studios because it's so similar. It's so similar. Yeah. I mean, I, what did they have? Rock and roller coaster was there. Everything. And we're like, oh, okay, this is familiar. But that's where the Ratatouille adventure is. And mm-hmm. how cute. Like, I just thought it was adorable that they set up this cute little Parisian village. And they went into all this detail. Even though Paris is five seconds down the road from them, you know? Like, they, <laughs> I know. I know. It, it was so <laughs> adorable. They even had, like, fake little cafes with, like, the tables out front. And, oh, it was adorable. Very cute. Yeah. But um, I guess before we get into the parks, let's chat about Fast Pass because I feel like since we've left Disney, they've changed their Fast Pass system. Mm-hmm. So they had regular Fast Passes and they still have regular Fast Passes like Disneyland where you go and you get your little receipt, you know, nothing high tech. Um, but they've uh, since in the last year have, what is it, Fast Pass Premium, Fast Pass Plus. I don't know, but you have to pay for it ahead of time. You can include it in your package when you book it. Um, uh, And you can either do it, you can do it by day. So you can purchase one day of this, or you can purchase it for your entire stay. Uh, And there is either one time rides. So you get, you purchase this and you can ride all of the fast pass rides one time, or you can do fast pass unlimited where you just basically have unlimited fast passes for your, that entire day. And you can go on all the rides as many times as you want. That sounds like universal's express pass. Yes. The way they do that express mm-hmm. pass or express pass unlimited. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Disney access one is what it's called. So I guess <laughs> okay. there's two, two tiers. There's super fast pass and ultimate fast pass. Interesting. All right. Yeah, and they're expensive. It's not it's not cheap. It's like $80 a person per day and it depends on wow. the day you're buying it because it's um you know they have the seasonal and the tiered pricing and all of that. It can get up to 100 and something uh per day. Uh, and I guess if you're going during the summer or a busy time like that weekend when the crowd started rolling in, I can completely see why that is worth it. The week leading up to that, we walked on every ride anyway, so it really just depends on the timing. Do they have a specific um, perk, like if you're staying club level or anything like that? Like, I know that the club so level. So they've been re- changing this recently. Get that. Yeah. Yes. There used to be certain hotels used to have hotel fast passes. Like right. You would get one or two if you stayed at them, and they've done away with that entirely. Okay. And so now the only people that get special fast passes are the Castle Club at um, Disneyland Hotel. As far as I know, that's it. I don't even think it's club level at the other hotels. I think it's just the Disneyland hotel. Which I might be wrong on that one. It might it might be other club levels. I'm not positive, but I know the only one I know for sure is the Disneyland hotel. I mean, you're spending all that money to stay Castle Club. You might as well get some extra perks out of it too. You know, Mm -hmm. they do afternoon tea as well. Sorry, yep. And there's a special character. There's a special character meal too Mm -hmm. that they get um, as well. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, I guess Disneyland Park first. What were uh, the first? I mean, I loved it, but what were your first impressions of it? It was just, it was magical to me. My very favorite thing about Disneyland Park is I love the castle so much. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I love you know I love the dragon in the bottom and the dungeon of a castle, and I love the walkthrough of the castle. But one thing that is completely unique that is brilliant is that they have a stage a castle stage just like they do everywhere else yet it is over to the side so it does not impact your ability to see the castle or to walk through the castle or anything like that the fact that they put it on the side is one of the things that makes me the happiest (laughs) (laughs) they cannot stand it when i go to walt disney world and the castle is right in front and you cannot walk through it because they're doing this the stage the stage show so, um, but that's, that's the first thing that you see is this beautiful Sleeping Beauty castle. 
that is just so different from any of the other castles. That's the first thing that you see when you walk into the, the gates and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. my favorite. It's my favorite castle of the ones I've seen. I haven't been yeah. to the Asian parks yet, so I might change my mind. But for now, between the three Disney parks that and, I've been to, it's my favorite castle. Um, I love the little square trees because it, mm-hmm. the theming is so – like even the little it, square trees just like they are in Sleeping Beauty. Like that's my – you know. Yeah, it it's looks just like so you've good. walked into the opening scene of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. It's up on a little hill. And like Charlotte said, we had the dragon that we we have oh, to the dragon. We have to go and say good morning to her and good night every time we come into or leave the park. And oh yeah. gosh, why didn't every park do this? Because how do you have a castle and not a dragon? I don't know. My That's other amazing. favorite part is the arcade. That's what I was gonna say. Those are mm-hmm. my very favorite. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. So it's what so the good. arcades are is um, they are hallways down the back sides of Main Street USA, which you can actually access the shops and restaurants from them. But if there's a parade going on, for example, you can walk down these arcades and you are not impacted getting in and out of the parks while you are. um, So you can get in and out. No problem. Just walking through these gorgeously themed hallways. It's so nice. Yeah. And it's perfect for, because as we mentioned, Disneyland does get rain. It does get snow. It does get, you know, so it's nice to have these covered areas to sort of move you through. It's great for crowd control. It's great for bad weather. And they're just really intensely themed. Um, and so like one is all about sort of the relationship between America and France, which was really interesting. And it was all about like the Statue of Liberty and like the different world's fairs and things like that. And it was just, was really neat to sort of walk through and like look at the little vignettes that they had, you know, every so often with, you know, just information about the relationship between the Walt Disney Company and France. And it was just it was really very cool yeah and they have a coffee window where i found the only fancy coffee no the second fancy coffee (laughs) coffee places in all of the parks and that was one of them the other one was a popcorn uh latte that they had for the 25th anniversary i don't know if they still have it but if you see it it was fantastic (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, but go ahead they i was gonna i was just gonna say they have a very similar feel to Disneyland in California with the different lands that they have. Um, the, the, the rides are all unique pretty much. I mean, you know, if you're going to ride Peter Pan's flight, it's going to be different at every single park, but it's still going to be Peter Pan's flight. Um, but space mountain is the only space mountain that goes upside down. Um, so good. Yeah. Really, really good. They have, but they have basically the same, very similar layout to Disneyland in California. There are definitely some differences, but uh, I actually liked their Adventureland better. And I liked their Tomorrowland better a little bit. I really liked Uh the sort of Jules Verne sort of steampunk feel to Tomorrowland. I thought was really very cool. Yeah. It's called discovery land over there, which I like discovery land. Yeah. I like that term though, because you know, it's, less futuristic and more exploring and Mm -hmm. you know I I really like that but yeah the Jules Verne things and the um yeah the adventure land they had that whole pirate yeah oh that was fun Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah in in, uh adventure land though beware of the Indiana Jones coaster it's terrifying oh yeah (laughs) painful not at all what I expected (laughs) no be aware of that yeah <laughs> yeah i we all got on that we were like oh okay we're here. i mean we're here let's do it and then we all got off we were like oh that was a mistake no, we <laughs> we're like who has the advil somebody yeah. passed yeah. us around yeah. <laughs> and they have, they have the alice eat. the alice maze real mm-hmm. alice yeah. not fake tim burton alice it was so much fun i loved that yeah and that was yeah so so a lot of very similar rides um, but they're all different too. Like the they have the storybook and canal boats, but it's different um, vignettes throughout the for, mm-hmm. throughout the canal. It's really cool. And don't before I forget to say this, don't be discouraged about not speaking the language, because even if it's in French, you still get the gist. And a lot of things are in English, but you know it was very easy to understand the French when we were going through the little canal because we know all the stories (laughs) you know it was it was not it was not hard to figure out the basics of what of what they were saying I really didn't it's so funny you're saying that I'm I'm literally racking my brains trying to remember if I felt a language barrier 
no. at all, at all. And I, I don't remember feeling that way at all. I think the Disney parks around the world are really good with that. I mean, even when I was in Shanghai, things, you know, were, were in Cantonese and, and all of that and Mandarin, but they would do an English show. So if you wanted to see a show, you would just look in the times guide and, and go see the one that had the English subtitles or they even have a jungle cruise skippers that they wait for an English speaking boat. So I think just in general, Disney's really good at making everybody feel included. Well, I think the reason that they do that is because they are for every, everybody and every age. So, you know, children do not necessarily understand some of the words that they're going to hear in some of the stories yet they get it when they're at Disney because it's so visual Mm -hmm. and I think it's the same thing you know when we were in Tokyo there it was definitely in Japanese but I never felt like I didn't know what was going on at all and I think Disney does such a great job of storytelling that it doesn't matter if you don't speak or understand the actual words that they're saying you still understand the story and that's a big distinction so you know, travel, don't let that <laughs> language barrier bother you. You can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I feel like Disneyland Park was so similar to the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland, um, but so different at the same time, which is what all of the parks around the world are. Um, and then usually there's a, a park accompanying that that nobody has anywhere else so like you know tokyo disney sea versus tokyo disneyland california adventure versus disneyland here they have the disney studios which was not all that different at all from hollywood (laughs) studios Um, yeah they had um the toy story land which was definitely different from the new one that they have um, at studios but they have toy story land they have the hollywood area with tower of terror and rock and roller coaster it's in a different spot but same basic thing thing, (laughs) um so it was very similar a lot of the attractions were similar like the uh, disney junior and some of the shows and things Mm -hmm. like that so and they do still have a like a back lot tour yes they do yeah yep which was, I feel like, stuck Seriously so in the updated. 90s. Like, yeah. Really in the yeah. 90s. Talk about dated. It really yeah. was. Yeah. It, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what struck me about this park is how tiny it was. It was super small, and all of the lands were, like, right on top of each other. Like, it is oh, there's, there's Crush's Coaster. Wait, now we're in Toy Story Land. Oh, there's Holly. Like, you are on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So there, there's not much transition there, but... Um, like, it's nice that there's a second gate. It gives people something else to do. I think it was necessary. Um, but it, it's not much different. Like, if you only have one day at Disneyland Paris, don't feel sad if you have to miss out on, on Disney Studios. I mean, yeah. Crush's Coaster and the Ratatouille Ride are the only things that are, are different that we don't have in the States in some form. And Ratatouille is going to be here soon. So, you know, do yeah. Disneyland Park first. Yeah. Um, Also, you know what I thought uh, was interesting when we wanted to see the parade over at Disneyland, we just walked right up and like got a spot. They don't, they're not waiting for hours like we have here in the U.S. Yeah. So that don't feel like. And unfortunately, we never made it long enough to see their fireworks because we were still so, we were still so jet lagged. We just never, we just never made it that late into the day. So we really, because they were, they were late, late. Like, I feel like they started really? at like, like 11, 11 p.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, we don't like fireworks that much. We're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then what about um, the food? Because I, I, we all go for the food. You, you hear me talk about food and wine festival all the time. So that was what I was really excited to try here. I was a little let down. <laughs> <laughs> I, Yeah. I mean, my experience is always a little bit different just because of my food allergies. And especially being in France, I had to be, I had to learn how to say I am allergic to wine and beer in French really, really well. (laughs) So that, Mm -hmm. you know, there was no question what I was saying. Um, I mean, for me, the best food we had was Waltz for sure. Yeah. Waltz was fantastic. So Waltz is on Main Street upstairs and they they call it waltz an american restaurant and when you hear that you think oh it's going to be burgers and fries and this is fine dining i I mean not fine fine dining but i would consider this a signature restaurant like we have Mm -hmm. in in florida um it was fantastic it was you know you're just very you you felt like i almost felt like i was walking into the bank's house 
right? Like it's very yeah. Victorian and there's a piano in the lobby and you have pictures yeah. of Walt and his family everywhere. And then upstairs, am I making this up? Tell me if I'm making this up. I remember that all of the dining rooms were themed yes. after the different yeah. lands, yep. right? Correct. So there's yeah. Adventureland, Frontierland, yep. but they're like fancy. <laughs> so yep. not like yeah. in your face. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, to me, it felt very similar, very reminiscent of Club 33 before the recent renovations yes. in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very similar. So if you've never been to Club 33 the, and, and don't know anybody who can take you, Walt's an American restaurant in Disneyland Paris is about as close as you're going to get because it's similar and that it has sort of artifacts from the Disney family through the years and lots of Disney movie artwork and, you know, all kinds of like really insider sort of small things um, for you to look at. And I felt like we had the best service there that we had in Mm -hmm. any other restaurant. I would agree. Our um, server was fantastic. Um, The, the quick service meals there, they were good. But they, they're nothing to write home about. You know, they were fine. They were edible. Nothing was bad that we had, I didn't think. Except maybe those uh, chicken fingers at that Discoveryland restaurant that were cold. And I think we just there, were there on an off day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Um, but everything else was, was pretty good. So. We went, we also had dinner at the Plaza Inn. Um, we were told before we went, like, you have to have dinner at the Plaza Inn. Um, and so... It is a buffet in Paris, um, and I thought the food was really good. They tried to kill Sarah, so I mean that's a big negative. <laughs> um, but I it, mean, it it, it, ha- it happens. <laughs> <laughs> she like walked the buffet with the chef, like you do, and was told, "Here's what you can eat." And then, of course, wine and or beer. Who knows what it was? And she just looks down. And she goes, "There's wine in this." I'm gonna go back to the room, and we're like, "What's happening? Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. The server was very concerned and wanted to make sure that I had the best information. And then she handed me off to a chef who did not care. Like he just basically would give me that very Parisian shrug every time. Like I would point at something and he would go, eh, it, it's fine. You're fine. Whatever. It, it's fine. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but the food itself was okay. Like typical buffet food, right? Nothing yeah. to write home about. But um, yeah. what I do love about their buffets is because it's France, they had a massive cheese selection. So there was like 90 different kinds of breads and all these different cheeses because that's what they love there. Um, those were the only two sit-down places we ate. I know that there's a huge character uh, brunch buffet that they do at the Disneyland hotel. It happens only on Sundays. And like, this is like the event of the week. It's, I've heard it's amazing, but we just, we were not there on a Sunday. So, um, we didn't get to try it, but I think one thing that is important to note, especially for our Walt Disney world's frequent guests, um, Dining reservations aren't really necessary there. You should make them. You don't have to make them months in advance like you're used to. Like we checked in and I walked up to the concierge and said, here is what I would like. I think the only restaurant that I, the two that I would really recommend having your dining reservations for would be for Remy's restaurant because that was completely sold out. And then also that character buffet at the Disneyland Hotel. Other than that, we basically had our pick of whatever we wanted. Yeah. So not anything that you have to stress out about. Um, And then, oh, beer and wine. Disneyland Paris has its own wine. Own wine. Um, So they have red wine, they have a white wine, and then they have their own champagne. And you can get the red and white wine by the glass at the sit-down restaurants, but the only place you can get the champagne by the glass is Waltz. but don't worry because they sell the bottles in the gift shop and you can bring them home like we did. <laughs> I still have one bottle of the Disneyland Do champagne you? left. And I don't know what I'm waiting for. I'm unclear as to what I'm waiting for, but it's still there waiting for me to drink it. Bring it bring it with us next week. I can't. Um, I'm not tracking a bag. You have to check it. Okay. Well, I drank mine after I ran the half marathon last year. I thought that was a pretty That's good way to it. celebrate. So I guess maybe I'll have to come out there to – with you. I don't know. Triumph or something to to open that bottle. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But but anyway, that was nothing that we're used to here in the US. Nobody has a California Adventure wine. So, if you like wine, make sure you pick up yourself up a couple bottles to bring home because it was really good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, really good um, one. 
but yeah, and there's no, um, unlike Epcot, they didn't have a walking liquor license, so you couldn't just get yourself a glass of the champagne to go. Like, there was no, there was none of that. It's at the restaurants. Yeah. I think that's it. Did I forget anything? No, I think think so. That was Disneyland Paris in a short amount of time, so that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Was Disneyland Paris in what is now officially our longest podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You're all welcome, but hey, this is what... This is what the listeners want. That's right. They asked for it. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you all go to Disneyland Paris because we had the time of our lives there. It was fantastic. And and thank you for listening. As always, don't forget to go to our Facebook group, Disney Park Princess. Join the conversation. There's tons and tons of conversations every day. I loved the one today. I think, was it Kyle that said, okay, post your most unpopular Disney Parks yeah. opinion. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just going to sit here because I don't know which one's right. So there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good discussion happening. So don't forget to join us there. Um, and I'm still mad at Sharla about her opinion. Still mad. I'm not over it. Wait, which one is yours? Because I feel like I did a little double take at it. I, I was like, I, dishonor on you, dishonor I on your said, couch. Um, Navi River Journey is better than Flight of Passage. That's no. my opinion. No, 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 you can, it's just no, no. simply not. Okay, then you know what? You post your own opinion. That I was do. mine. I'm allowed to post it. <laughs> I have a billion. I have to sort through them. Right now, the one that's sticking out in my head is I hate Dole Whips. I think they're pointless. My oh, brother, so my brother posted that. That, huh? that was my brother. That was your brother. <laughs> Dole, Whips, uh, Dole Whips are overrated. So. Yep. Yep. Okay, so everybody head By over By the way, there. your brother agrees with me that you're getting kicked out of the family. So. <laughs> He actually said that. <laughs> he did. Oh, Jesus, it's getting vicious over there. You know what? Not the first time he's ever said that, nor will it be the last. And whatever. So everybody head over there and post your unpopular opinion so we can all tease you about everything you hate that we love. We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna actually going to turn that into a Patreon extra for a future podcast because I think it's a great idea. So thank you, Kyle. Uh, we're going to do our hot takes on a future Patreon extra. Oh Not this one, but on a future one. We'll just I do, love that idea. We'll just do hot takes. Yeah. I better start making my notes now. Yeah. But this <laughs> week on our Patreon extra, we uh, because you guys loved when we talked about our favorite Instagram or social media accounts a few weeks ago, we're going to talk about the other podcasts we listen to because you know we're not only just sitting here listening to our own podcast we listen to other things so we'll give you a couple that we listen to and and then you can let us know what you listen to too and if you're not a patreon subscriber what are you waiting for you're helping us out helping us grow this this little site um and then you get all fun content like rants and us going on and on and on so you can head to patreon.com slash disney park princess for that and thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back next week with a, probably a rundown of our trips and everything we've done i will we'll see you soon thank you bye bye, bye.